Hey, nerds, welcome back for part two. Now, before we get into the episode, I want to let you know, well, about me. Outside of streaming and podcasting, I also do other things. If you've ever watched one of my streams, I do graphic design, logos, overlays, designs for your Discord channels. I've done it for a couple of streamers, mostly in the community of the Madhouse. So if you have any ideas and you want to shoot them by to hopefully get a better price than what you could pay by one of those commercial people, uh, hit me up on madhouse at nlmp.org where you can do more and pay less. Now let's get to the episode. so logan goes into a rage and starts attacking the clone sadly he is getting his ass handed to him oh no he is getting like if this is him against the original like in his prime like this is this is him fighting himself but he's getting his ass whooped like he did during x-men origins from Sabretooth. yeah pretty much in, in the woods of Canada. Yeah. And the only saving grace is um, the dad, who thought was dead, was actually alive, drives the car, his truck, um, drives the clone into, I guess it was like some kind of farming equipment. Yeah, I can't remember if it was a hay, coll- like the bale maker I, I think it that was. had the... Because it was it was a lot of spikes. Yeah. Everywhere. Well, what it was, I believe it was the rake arm for the hail ba- hail hay bale maker, the one that spools up the hay into yeah. huge bales. But it has a rake on it, so the spikes were sticking out of it. Yeah, because there was a lot when he got pulled yeah. off of it. Yeah. So it was the rake that penetrated him here, and then I, what looked like the backhoe scoop on top when yeah. he got shot in the face multiple times by a shotgun point blank. Yeah, and then, you know, the dad turns around and goes to shoot Logan because, you know, blames him for what happened to his family, but yeah. there's no bullets, and he just, you know, then he dies. Yeah, he, he falls over, and he croaks. Yeah, that's all right to say for him. That's <laughs> fine. That's fine. Um. So, but during all of this, while, um, since the clone is uncontrollable, uh, Pierce... Uh, and a reaver is getting ready to go out and stop the clone since the doctor can't control him. So Caliban, in the process of all this, yeah, in the process of all this, Caliban sneaks his hand through the gate or his cage that he's in and grabs two grenades, pulls the pins, and says, "Beware of the light." And Ting! Boom! Everything erupts in the back of the reaver van, killing Caliban in the process. Yeah, so Caliban croaks. Yeah, that's hard to say. That's That's fine. (laughs) But he doesn't take out Pierce, but he does take out one of the people, the Reavers. Yeah. Because Pierce jumped out, and that's why you saw the... If you watch the movie, you'll see the flames bust out the back doors. It's because Pierce jumped out. Yeah. Um, So that happened to the point where Logan, after everything is done... Goes over to Laura, picks her up, puts her in the car, or in the truck, and they drive away. Yeah. And as they're driving, uh, Logan cuts her out of the... By the way, this is when they get the Bronco. No. Not yet. When the fuck did they get the Bronco? After they buried Charles. And Logan passes out after her raging out on the truck because it wouldn't start. That's right, because that's when baby mama started giggling because he was just sitting there breaking the window and then breaking, like taking something to the side mirror and everything. It was a shovel. It was the shovel that he buried him with. Yeah. Okay. So there was a 
fisherman and his dog that Laura heard and saw. Mm-hmm. And so when Logan is done with his rage fit, uh, passes out on, you know, on the street, Laura jacks the car, the Bronco, from this guy and takes Logan to the town clinic. I guess, and this doctor who is very interested in Logan because he's a mutant and he's never seen one and blah, 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 and saying that, you know, you should check into a hospital to see what's killing you, you know, or I can just run some tests on you to see what's going on. And Logan's like, I already know what's killing me. I already know. Oh, by the way, X-24 was the clone, not Laura. Yeah, X. no, Laura's X-23. You see it in the files that he looks over. Oh, that's right. Yes, 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 yes. So, and then this is the point in the in the Bronco after they get out of the clinic that Laura finally speaks, shows him, you know, the coordinates for Eden, and that's when he tells her, "It's, it's not. Yeah, it's it, not real. It's fake. Right. It's pretend." And to where, you know, she wants him to take her, but he won't. But she persists on by repeating the names of the other mutant kids that are there. And he's like, fine, fine, fine. Just shut up. Shut the fuck up. We'll go and I'll prove you wrong. And so. In the process, he starts to pass out. So she's like, let pull over. Let me drive. Da, 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 da. Um, He starts to pass out. She he almost runs through a guardrail. Mm. She grabs a wheel. He wakes up. Stop. Rest. Basically, the only real words she said to him in English. Yeah. And so he passes out. She's waiting for hours. For him to actually be asleep asleep, which he does. No, he's in a mini coma. Pretty much. Because she gets out of the vehicle, goes to the other side, pushes his feet down, and she drives off in the Bronco for a while. Up until they get to the meeting place. Right. Well, in in the desert still, but there's a mountain range just off to the side. They're in a ditch now. Logan wakes up to the sun in his face. Right. Stumbles out, kind of follows a path. Um, which can be assumed he's tracking her footprints through the desert. And he looks up and sees this watchtower, the fire tower at the top of the mountain. Mm-hmm. And halfway up is Laura yelling at him, come, 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 in uh, Spanish. And he just Bloop. passes out. <laughs> yeah, just falls like, oh, he's like oh shit (laughs) yeah and then of course the kids still fucking surprised at this that had to be some strong ass rope because they roped him up with four points on a gurney of sorts like one of those rescue gurneys that the coast guard use yeah strapped in and lift him up the fucking mountain and that pulley system though also to to handle that much weight had to be pretty fucking strong, but it looked old derelict as hell because it was rusted over. Yep. The crank itself was run by like a 16 year old girl. Yeah. I was very surprised about that. And she was doing it pretty easily. Like those teeth were on the, on the crank system were far apart. Yeah. If they were closer together, okay, maybe. Yeah. And if there was someone else on it, but she was on there by herself running one side of this. Yeah. How the fuck she did that, I'll never understand. And two of them turned it. It might be maybe her mutant power. I mean, we didn't see all of the kids' mutant powers. We saw some of them. Okay, fair. But but not all of them. So it could be, but not entirely, like 100% sure. Yeah, but still, that was that was impressive. Yeah, it was. Even on the crank system and the ropes, yeah. because he's made out of animantium. He's the weight of a fucking sedan. Yeah. So I mean, yeah, that's <laughs> that's a that's a lot of core strength right there. <laughs> but that fuck the the ropes look like they were weathered. Yeah, they did. No, they did when they had the close up yeah. of his face and he kind of came to and looked up. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I was like, God 
damn, those are some strong-ass ropes. Yeah. And then looking at the crank, I'm like, fuck I know, like, you'd think it, like, any second it would break, but he didn't. He got them all And then they swiveled him in and everything, and then, of course, he looks up, sees all the kids showing up. And... And then you're just like, oh, fuck. I, got a, I had a funny thought when he was looking up. <laughs> I, I was thinking, like, him thinking, looking at all these kids in his mind going, God, I hope these aren't mine. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, talking about because Laura ended up being his. What about the rest of these? Are the rest of these my kids, too? It's like one's enough. One, he can barely handle one. So they get him into the... The what'd you say? The fire? The oh the tower, yeah I the firehouse or the fire tower? Yeah, the fire tower. There we go. But actually, they pulled him up to like a small encampment because it was actually a cabin that he was in when he finally came to and was realized that he's being uh, like his wounds would been mended. He's been wrapped up. What Which, didn't heal? Yeah, from the drug. Because the, the serum, green drug, yeah, the serum that the kids stole from the facility, used it in small amounts to, you know, speed up the healing process and all that. And Logan but try was, not to waste it. Well, if you use too much, you go, you know, bonkers. Yeah, bad shit, crazy. So Logan's basically in and out for two, two days. days. Two yeah, days, yeah, because he. When he finally wakes up, wakes up, and um, gets out of bed, he asks the oldest one who was right there next to him when he woke up the first time, it's like, how long have I been out? Kid doesn't say nothing, walks out. He looks to be the oldest, too. Yeah, I think he is. And outside, he's like, how long have I been asleep or in bed or something like that? He's like, two days. Yeah. It's like, we can't stay here. Logan does. And then, of course, the older kid is like, no, we're tonight's the last night to for anybody that was going to come in to come in. We leave first thing in the morning. Yeah. And by this point, uh, we do see a drone, a uh, drone, a drone, just one drone at this point, um, because a small little scene where the I guess the evil guys set up their little camp. Or whatever for damage, uh, for not damages, but for like, like basically, uh, um, like a medical tent. Oh, you know, with all the bodies and all the a collection, like a collection point. Yeah, because we also see um, Price fixing up his hand. Pierce. Pierce. What did I say? Price. Yep, I did. Oh god, I'm tired. (laughs) Oh lordy. So So Pierce is fixing his regular hand. Right? Or no, was, his mechanical hand. Oh, that's right. After and, it basically got destroyed from the fight. Yeah. And so we see that he got the picture somehow. Oh, from the surveillance footage of the drone? No. From Laura. Laura had this picture of all the kids. And on the back oh, of it was Eden. all their names. And talking and, about Eden and everything. Well, the coordinates for Eden. So he figured it out. That's where they were meeting, and that's where the drone comes in, and that's when you realize they're on their way. Yeah, so Logan goes and passes back out. Yep. When he wakes up, all the kids are gone. Oh, before he passes out, um, the older kid's like, here, here's the rest of your money for doing what you did for Laura. It was intended for you, and Logan's like, no, I don't want it. You take it. Y'all are going to need it. Yeah. Then Logan goes back to lay down, but Laura's there, and they have a little scuffled talk about she doesn't want him to leave them. Yeah. But he's like, what else do you want from me? I did what you want. I you brought know. you to your your people, your kids, your, all these kids that you wanted. What the fuck else do you want from me? Yeah, like, I suck at this. I'm not a dad. Yeah. Basically is what he was saying without saying those words. Yeah, pretty much. And he ends up passing out. When he comes to, they're all gone. And so as he wakes up and he's looking around, he goes to the top of the tower. And 
That's when the horde of drones come in. And that's when he looks through the... Yeah, the spyglass thing. Yeah, spyglass. It's thing. one of those dual lens things that you see like at the the I, Liberty Island so you can or across in New York where you can look at different uh spectacles. You put change in it and you can observe. It's huge ass commercial binoculars basically. Yeah. And so he sees the drones, sees them flying towards where Eden is because a the little path. bit the path to it because a little bit before that the uh, day before the, yeah, yeah while the kids are still there laura was looking through and and the oldest one said that's that name? path richter, richter says that's where the see that crevice over there in the mountain that's the path to eden yeah so that's where he you know looks and then he sees a little bit um towards another path and he sees all the trucks Mm-hmm. So he knows that the kids are in trouble. So he goes after him, taking the serum with him. Yeah. And he's running after them on foot. Yes. And then when he gets into the wood line or the forest area, um, closer to the trucks, he's out of breath, which doesn't happen. So he decides, fuck this. I'm taking the serum. And he overdoses on it. Takes the entire thing. Yeah, the entire bottle of serum. So now he's jacked. Like, he is fucking ready. And he is going beast on all the reavers that he can get his hands on until uh, the serum starts to wear off. Yeah, and that's when he runs into um, Pierce and the doctor. Who have captured the kids. Yep, and they... Uh, of course, Laura was the last one to really get captured. Um, and in that process, the doctor steps out and actually meets Logan for the first time, really, and explains who he is, that his father was the one that gave him the animantium. Yeah, and Logan makes a comment, I'm pretty sure I killed him, too. And the doctor's like, yeah, yeah, you did. You did, you did. And all the while, Laura is sneaking towards the kids. Trying to get them released. And one of the kids uh, sees Laura and is looking up at the guards that are standing on the car, which gets to where the distraction works because they think they have Logan because he can't move. You know, if he does, they'll shoot the kids. But what they don't know is that... All the kids have powers. That and Logan grabbed the gun from one of the guards. So when uh, Pierce goes to shoot Logan, Logan actually shoots him. It destroys his um, mechanical hand. Mm -hmm. Arm. Yeah, his arm. Which lets Laura go ape shit on the guards and as the guards by the kids start to shoot one of the kids uses his abilities which is the freeze breath i believe was the first one electricity oh the first one was electricity that was the uh well i mean we kind of see while they're trying to round up the kids we see a bit of their abilities like one does have ice breath the other one controls the wood yeah basically and splintered up like half of them <laughs> Made one of them explode. Yeah. That was like, whoa. Okay. We're good. We're good. <laughs> and, but one that one kid has electrical powers. Yeah. So he basically shocked the entire car. Shocking and I'm pretty sure killing the other guards that were by the car. Because that was actually kind of funny to watch. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. like Kind of like a storm, but just the electricity side of it. Yeah, because we see a lot of the, like, elemental, which comes up, um, an elemental factor. Um, so, as they're getting free, the kid, um, as Logan's running towards Pierce, Pierce lets out the clone. Clone and Logan fight. And Pierce... The kids, well, the kids are still fighting the rest of the Reavers. Yeah. And kill Pierce, yeah, and the kids. the kids combine and kill Pierce and the rest of the Reavers. And then, while Logan gets knocked back from the clone, the older kid Richter 
uses his powers and flips the truck onto the clone. Which is basically like his name, like it's it's the earth. He can move from the earth, which Yeah. Richter scale. Me. Yeah. I.e. tremors, earthquakes, all that shit. Yeah. He controls the dirt, the mud, the rock. Yeah, and sends it the car up in the air and slams right <laughs> I mean, this is a heavy armored truck, not just a car, a truck. Slams it right down on the clone. But in the process of lifting the truck up, it throws Logan onto a tree branch. Read it. Richter uses his powers, flips the truck onto 24, but he frees himself and impales Logan on a large tree. I.e. 24 impaled Yeah, but freezes himself and impales Logan yeah. on a large tree branch because that's know, what I'm telling the kids to go. Clone breaks free. They fight. He gets Logan in the collarbone and is like hauling him towards this tree branch and impales him right, I guess, like right, like, right below the sternum. Yeah, like right below the sternum and impales him. And a little bit of a scene. Where Laura and Logan have a heart to heart while they're at the camp, the little cabin is the Animanian bullet, which is basically the only thing that can kill them. Yeah. Um, loads the gun with the bullet, and as the clone is about to do the final strike, Laura sh- shoots the clone right in the head, blowing like half of his brain out, and kills him. Yep. So, you know. Now they have another heart to heart after this. I cried. I cried. A whole scene just of Logan talking to Laura. Oh, God, I cried. And him talking about don't be what your instincts tell you to be. Yeah, don't Don't be be the weapon. They made, you know, don't be what they made you to be. Um, and like, this is what. She's starting to cry. And you know he's and he smiles and he goes, "This is what it feels like." What Charles has been was trying to tell him throughout the entire time they were with Laura. You know this. You know he finally realizes this is what's like, and this is where you hear her say, "Calling Logan Daddy." In English, I am crying at this point. And uh, Logan croaks in her arms. Yeah. I'm not. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not saying it. Which comes, which, um, the prophecy from, um. The comic? From the Wolverine. No, because that chick told Logan that he would die with his heart in his hand. Oh, yeah. Which was was Laura. Laura. Yeah. (sighs) So all the mutant children end up burying Logan. They pull him off of the of the tree branch and then bury him right there. And then before they leave, Laura is leaning towards it, towards his little grave marker, and creates an X on it. Yes. And which obviously is in the same representation that you've ever seen Logan uh, slash out the X. Except instead of three scars on each line, it's only the two from hers. Well, or does she only use one no, claw? It's, no, it's a it's a cross that they made out of sticks. But then she tilted pulls it, it pulls it up, tilts it to where it's just the X. The X. Yeah. Um, and then uh, in sync. Something else. Well, they walk off, of course, into the sunset, basically. Yeah. I don't remember if there was something else. There was something else about it, but... Eh, whatever. Whatever. Oh, oh, the kid. One of the the mutant kids had a Wolverine action figure. Oh. Yeah. Like, the original in his yellow and black uh, costume, like... 
Oh, the yellow black costume or the yellow brown? Uh, I think I think he was black. Oh, so like the black blue type, but it was obviously just black. It wasn't. Yeah, like black and yellow. So it was movie blue. costume versus comic costume. Yes, and no. I don't know. All I know is that it was yellow. It might have been blue. Anyway, anyway, it was kind of cool that he had a little action figure. Nice. Yes. And then they walk away into the sunset. And there was no post credits that you saw. I didn't hear anything because there was nothing on the wiki either. Yeah, because usually they said you know in post credit scene. Yeah, true. But I didn't see anything. So this is the end of the movie. Yeah. Charles is dead. Mm. Caliban's dead. Yeah. And Logan's dead. Yeah, okay, let's not bring that up again, shall we? But this is also in the timelines of the X-Men cinematic universe. This technically is the last moment. Like, this is... Because, obviously, the mutant apocalypse that was supposed to happen at the beginning of Days of Future Past didn't happen. Nope, this was something in and it was 20 years later than the timeline of where we're sitting at now with Logan. Right. Because it was 2040s. Actually, no, it would have happened sooner. That's right. It happened sooner, yeah. like around this time frame that we're currently sitting in in real life. Yeah. But because they went back and changed the timeline, now they've survived, basically, yeah. to the point they're at now in 2029. Mm-hmm. So, this is the end. This is it. This is the end of the lineage that we currently understand to be the X-Men. Yeah, it's the end. Can you tell how happy I am? <laughs> but thankfully, we go back in time two more times. And to a different, what I'm assuming would be a different current state of X-Men with New Mutants. Because New Mutants is set... In like 2019, 2020? I think so. So we're going to, we still got some, a lot to talk about because we've still got D DP2, yep. Deadpool 2 coming up for the next episode. Mm -hmm. We've got Dark Phoenix, which is set in the 80s, early 90s. Yes. And that's different from the comic books as well because of how Jean Grey gets the Phoenix Force. Yeah. And also, <laughs> one of my all-time favorite characters. So, <laughs> the new cast. We've got... No spoilers, just saying. We've got those two. And then the New Mutants. New Mutants is after that. Yep. And then the final current movie in the X-Men cinematic universe, which is our first official crossover yep. into the MCU. Right. Because we have two non-official ones with WandaVision. How does WandaVision? So, have you seen WandaVision? No. Okay. It takes a lot of willpower for me to watch something new. Okay. Alright, so... <laughs> The second of the two in the MCU side yeah. was during WandaVision. The first one was during Age of Ultron when they were talking about her and Petro. Uh -huh. Real parents wasn't the ones they were growing up with. So there was a little caveat in there that the parents that they showed in Age of Ultron... Mm -hmm. wasn't actually their real parents, but the parents they were given to, their adopted parents. That's part one of the non-official lure. Oh, God, I got to watch new stuff now. Then, in WandaVision, yeah. guess who shows up as a speedster? Oh, yeah. yeah. Peter. Yeah, okay. I Peter Maximoff that. shows up. Yeah. As her brother during WandaVision. Right. Okay. Tying them both back to Magneto. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Okay. 
All right. I see where you can go with that. Okay. So, yeah. Those were the two unofficial connections. Right. Granted, the guy that played Peter Maximoff or the speedster in X-Men series, the X-Men universe. Yeah. In the new cast version is the same actor that plays Petro Maximoff in WandaVision, which is MCU. Right. Okay. 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 So he was a technically the first one to jump universes from X-Men to MCU. Yeah, okay, I can see that. All right. But now, in the last um, movie that we'll be watching to end this season of the podcast is Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Right. Because I've already talked about this hundred times. And I and I already know it because, you know, TikTok is a wonder for spoilers. Yeah, that, Facebook, and everything else. But... No, just um, TikTok for me. Professor X... Yep. ...in an alternate universe is a part of the Illuminati, which is covered throughout all the, the shit. But the Illuminati, of course, being a part of the MCU and... Professor X being one of the key components to right. the Illuminati. Yeah, okay. So, Charles Xavier, i.e. Sir Patrick Stewart, yeah. shows up in the MCU yeah. as the first official tie to the X-Men universe. In the original um, wheelchair, the uh, yellow... Yes, the yellow clunker. Yeah. I was I was pretty happy about that, and it actually floats. It's levitating. It's not a a wheeled one. So yeah. I was happy about that too. I was too. I was like, oh, dang. And his traditional on. suit as well. I saw that the I navy like, blue. Yeah, I was like, okay, all right. They're really sticking with it this time. They're really like doing it by the book. Thank you. About time. Yeah. So like, that'll geez. that'll be the final. And with that one, we won't focus so much on the actual components of the movie. Just the parts where... Just the parts that deal with the connection between mutants and the MCU. Which will basically be when, yeah, the Illuminati... So it's just that, like, one scene, really. Well, collection of scenes in the alternate universe. Yeah. It's about two or three full scenes that they spend in that alternate universe. Yeah. So, okay. So it'll it'll be a shorty, but it'll be fun. We'll go into some detail on how they came up with it um, and whatnot from there. Yeah. So before we get into the fun facts of this episode, actually, you know what? Let's screw it. Let's do this first okay. before we do the closing parts. <laughs> And depending on how I feel, we may go into a stream. I don't know what we'll do today. What I'll be doing today. Who knows? But. I know what I'll be doing. Going home. Yeah. Sleeping. So fun fact number one. Uh, the movie, which takes inspiration from Old Man Logan by Mark Miller and Steve uh, McNeven allows an aged Wolverine and an extremely sick, sick Professor X as they defend a young mutant named Laura from the villainous Reavers and the Transigen, uh bed by Donald Pierce and Xander Rice, respectively. Mm -hmm. uh, so, yeah. Like I said, Old Man Logan was a comic book series made by Mark Miller, who was one of the original concept artists and um, writers for the later X-Men comics. Mm -hmm. So a lot of the modern comics that came out from the early 2000s up to the, like the 2010s was Mark Miller. Right. Uh, the movie is directed by James uh, Mangold, who co-wrote his screenplay with Michael Green and Scott Frank from the story by James Mangold. Okay. All right. I don't know why that's... Fun. So important. <laughs> it's like, why is that important? Uh, uh, ah, the locations used for Logan were mainly in Louisiana, New Mexico, and Mississippi. That would explain some of the scenery. That explains a lot. 
So obviously all the desert stuff was New Mexico. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing Mississippi would be like the town spots. And then Louisiana is your uh, your Vegas scene, probably. Well, yeah. Well, no, because New Mexico could also be the uh, casinos. Oh, yeah. So All I the reservoir maybe, or reservations and stuff down there. So maybe the... Um, the trees the were... De- the, the forest, the forest was Mississippi, for sure. Well, it could be also Louisiana, too, depending on where you are. Louisiana is 90% swamp and city. That's it. You're going to have bayous. You're not going to have dried land like you did in that forest scene. Maybe the the um, motel scene? That, that could... Maybe, yeah. I could see that. Yeah. I've seen stuff like that, like the outer city limits. Yeah. Like yeah, the I outer, could see that. Of, uh, Louis, out of New, uh, New Orleans. Yeah, I, I could definitely see that. But other than that, I don't really. Because Louisiana is bogs, mainly. Like 80% of that state is bog in Bayou. You're not so going to get. Okay, so maybe like the gas station scenes, like those kind of scenes. Probably stuff in the in between minute stuff. Yeah. Traveling. Uh maybe some of the road stuff too. Yeah. Uh the farm scene? Maybe. Yeah, I could see that. I, I could see. definitely see that there. Because okay. the trees look like they had willow, like willow trees and yeah. old oaks with a lot of uh, really, yeah. peat moss on it. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. All right. So let's see. Oh, here we go. Logan became one of the best-reviewed movies in the X-Men series, with some critics calling it one of the greatest superhero movies of all time. Yeah, I can see that. They they did the movie um, so well. I mean, look at that fucking image of Hugh Jackman, though. Like, that just makes you look like, like, feel bad for Logan. God, that just kills me. <laughs> and okay. you probably can't see it too well. Because of the, yeah, yeah. The, the striping on it. I love the stripes. Just like but this image, if you're watching on Twitch or YouTube later, is a very close-up image of Hugh Jackman during one of the scenes where he has just gotten beaten senseless, and he like veins popping out, very weathered face, um, beard growing out with gray all over it. I mean, the man looks like he feels like he just wants to die right then and there. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, 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 no. Says um, the National Board of Review uh, claim it to be in the top 10 movies of 2017. Hmm. Yeah, because that blew up when it came out. I mean, so. Uh, the movie was nominated for Best Adapted Screenplay at the 90th Academy Awards and became the first live-action superhero movie to earn an Academy Award nomination in screenplay category. So the first Dang. superhero movie ever in 2017-18. That should tell you a lot considering all the superhero movies it's ever made. So yeah, that's that's some that's an achievement just to be yeah. nominated. Yeah, uh, Logan grossed over six hundred and nineteen million worldwide, making it the fourth highest grossing R-rated movie ever, behind Deadpool, Shocker, and The Matrix Reloaded, Shocker. <laughs> I'm so surprised by this. <laughs> Didn't we cover like that uh those those top movies? We did with I think during the Wolverine episode, I believe. Yeah, yeah. No. Or no, was it during no, 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 Deadpool? It was... Oh god. It was one of the movies we did. <laughs> that narrows it down. Oh, here's something interesting that I didn't realize. Okay. Patrick Stewart lost 21 pounds to play Professor Xavier as an elderly and sick. Yeah. Stewart claimed that he had a steady weight 
since he was a teenager and had never deliberately lost weight before. Dang. Hugh Jackman genuinely held Stuart in all the scenes of Wolverine carrying Professor X. Uh, 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 damn. Okay, well, yeah, that, that does explain a lot considering how small and frail like it just like added more well you gotta think patrick stewart's what five nine five ten and hugh jackman's over six foot we've already found that out he's like six one six two even though like logan in the comics is like five five is five 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 six yeah my height i'm five five so (laughs) hold on let me see yeah because i think patrick stewart's about my height about five well maybe a little higher five ten five eleven like he's not six foot he's five ten yeah see boom i'm good i remember these things by the way you need to look up young patrick stewart oh no i've seen it on facebook i've seen young patrick stewart because the man was a fucking heartthrob it doesn't even look like him because he um, had hair Hit, uh, Patrick Stewart and Ian McKellen were on Graham Norton, which is a British or an English, sorry, um, talk so talk show host, and they and he showed pictures of Patrick Stewart young and Ian McKellen young, and I'm like, they're fucking heartthrobs, aren't they? What the dang? Yeah, I was very surprised by because like in one of the pictures, did your lower bits get a little excited and tingly? No. Nice try. Uh, <laughs> it's like, eh, no. But it was just because he was like in one, because it was like a play that Patrick did and he was just like literally like muscled. And I was like, okay. Because so you got to think most of modern society knows Patrick Stewart as the balding captain yep. of the Enterprise. Like he was yep. in his four, late 40s when he started that. Yeah. Back in the 80s. Yeah. Now Patrick Stewart's in his 80s. Yeah. So it's just like, wow. But yeah, no, I've I've seen him young, and I'm just like, you have aged gracefully, man. Like, Very. So gracefully. And it just worked out that he had the beautiful shape for a bald head. Yeah. yeah. But he still looked good with hair. Yeah, yeah, he did. He did. So it was just like, okay. All right. Genetics win for you. Congratulations, sir. (laughs) Uh, Let's see. So this one. Oh, wait, hold on. Uh, James Mangold, the director, producer, whatever he was, uh, stated that the movie is set in 2029 to avoid any conflict with the timeline established in X-Men Days of Future Past. Oh, for the love of God. But that his goal was to make a standalone movie that was not bound by the continuing previous storylines or setting up sequels. You know, that could have saved us a lot of time in the beginning because we literally sat here trying to figure shit out 10 minutes, trying to figure out the timeline and doing all the math. And it's just like my head is about to explode. (laughs) This math is killing my brain. Help. Okay, so uh, let's see. When Laura and Charles were watching Shane. Oh, the, 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 the Western movie. Oh, oh, yes, yes. Charles's favorite Western. Yeah. Uh, Charles mentioned, remember seeing the movie as a child in his hometown. The fuck? That would have put it in the 40s. Yeah, his hometown. His home. His home. But I'm trying to think the Western movie looked like it was from the 50s. No, not really. You, you, like, it was like. Wait, the, was it the silent film? No, it was in color. Yeah, they didn't have color. They didn't have well, color until the 60s. Well, in his hometown didn't mean his, like, childhood home. Oh, here we go. If I would have kept reading. Uh, this was entirely improvised by. Uh, Sir Patrick Stewart because Aww. Shane was one of the first memories he had at the theater as a child. Oh, nice. Okay. 
So as a true child. So yeah, uh, 80-year-old Patrick Stewart, Sir Patrick Stewart, would have put it roughly about late 40s, early 50s. Which was when sound and color came into the yeah picture. Because like, that timeline of cowboy movies is like basically the same as like John Wayne. Yes, exactly. Oh, let's see. I'm just trying to find stuff that actually are interesting. Uh, director James Mangold was so impressed by the commitments of Laura's stunt double, Rises Kyler, that he decided to get her a role in the movie. As? She was later cast as the in the role of the mutant pine cone girl, the one that did the exploding. That was Laura. Oh, wow. That was the stunt double for the so girl. So not only does she have like this kick-ass power she also is the stunt double for dang okay that's pretty cool so she's doing dual duty there that that's pretty cool i wonder if she got paid for both like separately Uh... because stunt double money is completely different from actor money she probably did considering how well that scene was i mean she had that down but that explains the rage look too when she throws more at him and it makes him explode yeah it does if it fits so that's that's pretty cool wow okay all right okay 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 uh when charles xavier suffers from his seizures hugh jackman didn't act as if it uh mm, tongue twister hugh jackman didn't act as if he was being pushed away. Instead, he was held back by a ripe by a ripe pulled by two men. Oh, okay. So basically, like um, that scene in X three when he's trying to uh, when he's he's clawing his way on the ceiling. Uh huh. When Gene and the professor are like fighting, mentally fighting. Like the house is, uh, you know what I'm talking about? Like, yeah. so kind of like that, I guess. Okay, so instead of him acting like he's being pulled back, he's actually being pulled back yeah. by people. And and it says to give a more realistic portrayal of being restrained. Well, it definitely gave it that. Yeah. That, 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 was, that was a given. Uh, let's see. Hugh Jackman stated in an interview that the only way he would reprise his role is if a crossover between Deadpool and Wolverine would happen. So this was officially Hugh Jackman's last movie as Logan, as Wolverine. But did it happen, though? There hasn't been one yet. So they have to. Like, if like you cannot go against Hugh Jackman. Well, no. So oh, what wait, they're doing, because what they're doing is on the MCU side, now that they're finally combining them, they talked about having the guy from the Kingsman, the kid from the Kingsman. Oh, um, 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 oh, uh, Taron Eggert. Something like that, yeah. So he, yeah. there's been some confusion because there, some people are saying that he is supposed to be playing the new Wolverine, but he was also confirmed kind of that he was offered the new cyclops i can see him more but he but he didn't want to he turned down the role because he doesn't want his eyes covered like we're not gonna know it's you no it's because he his his wording was because the eyes are the gateway to the soul and I feel like I would not be able to be me. Oh, for the love of... Okay. There's an actual interview on it, so you should look that up. Uh, it's pretty interesting, actually. I can I can see that, but also at the same time, it's like... Then take the role of, of, of the new Wolverine. Well, no, they haven't officially given... That's more rumor of him taking the Wolverine position. Oh. Okay. Or the Wolverine role. But gotcha. he would still look good as Wolverine. Yeah. As a younger... Like yeah. doing a young Wolverine. Yeah. Okay. 
Uh, let's see. Daphne King was 11 years old at the time of filming. The oh, girl Laura. That, yeah, the girl that plays Laura. Yeah. And so was not allowed inside the casino. <laughs> Even with all the correct shooting permits, before some shots were done with Keen on the green screen, and some scenes were shot in the actual casino with Keen's body double, uh, Charlemagne Martin, who was over 18, but of a similar build to King. So okay. she was 11. Her double was, was 18. And then her stunt double was a, like, what, 16, 17? Something like that, yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah, right. Yeah, right. But that was pretty dope. Yeah, okay. Uh, the samurai sword presented to Logan in the Wolverine can be seen in the smelting mill where Logan and Charles are hiding. Yep. I saw that. I was like, oh, look. Because they didn't even mention it in the dialogue at all. I don't think. Did they? No. It was just the sword. You never actually hear anything else. Which, I mean, makes sense. It's a small little tribute, so. But it's cool because he kept it. Yeah, but then after all that fighting and everything, he lost it. Damn. Hugh Jackman said that Logan was the hardest Wolverine movie for which he ever trained. That doesn't surprise me. I mean, he's older too. How old was Logan in, or uh, Hugh Jackman in 2017? Like late 40s, early 50s? Oh my God. I mean, the man's getting old and still looking fucking bomb. Because they had to, they had to do CGI on his clone version. Hugh Jackman age in 2017, or just how old is he? When's his birthday? Uh, about he's about 49 years old. 68 to 2017, so 70, 80, 90. Hold on. 2000, 2010. He's 51 years old. What was it? He's 51. He, yeah, he was he was 49. No. No, he was 51. 68 to 17. Oh no, he was he was uh 40, 40, yeah, yeah 49. Yeah, 49 in 2017. I was on the other side of the I was on the wrong curve of that. He's 54. Now. Now. Holy shit. But he was 49. Or, yeah. So he was on the verge of his 50s when he filmed Logan. I can see why. Hmm. According to one of the files obtained from the lab, one of the children was a specimen derived from Christopher Bradley, a former cohort of Logan's. Oh, electrical. From X-Men Origins Wolverine under the alias Bolt. Yep. Which explains the child's abilities to summon and manipulate electricity. The kid. All right, you can have fun with these next few. I need to take a break from talking. My... Oh, God. All right. We are right here and down. Okay, let's see. Uh... Patrick Stewart claimed that a lot of the dialogue at the dinner table scene in which Logan and Charles Xavier tell the family about the School of Mutant was improvised by the actors at the request of director James Mangold after having filmed takes of scripted dialogue. Oh, okay. So that whole So the farmhouse dinner conversation was all was improv? Like when they're talking about how Charles ran a school like for special Kid, you know, special needs kids or whatever. So it's just like, okay. The boots that Logan puts on in the hotel room as Wolverine 1000 mile boots, apparently. Wait, what? Yeah. The boots that Logan puts on in the hotel room as Wolverine 1000 mile boots. Huh. Yeah. Oh, I missed this one. 
One of the children in Eden is Richter from the comics, who had the ability to release seismic energy through his fingertips. Hence the name Richter in Richter scale. In this uh, iteration, Richter was created using the DNA of Dominic Petricus, known as Avalanche, in the comics. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Logan smiles only three times in the entire movie. Oh, shit. Yeah. Did they not tell you when? Uh, How can they say that and not tell you when it is? One was during the family dinner scene. One was at the end of the movie when he's talking to Laura and he's smiling when he realizes this is what Charles was talking about. With the heart. With yeah. the heart. Um, I don't know about the, uh, the other one. Hmm. Huh. See, now I got to go back and fucking watch this movie again to find these three spots. Yeah. I don't know. Laura has claws. If her body is infused with the same metal adamantium as Logan, she would never get any bigger as the metal wouldn't allow her bones to grow and develop. So she's... Stuck. She's stuck as a kid. As an 11-year-old. Oh, my God. And and Logan lived for about what we said three hundred years, roughly three hundred years, roughly three hundred years. So she, oh my god, she's got vampire syndrome. So she's like Mystique, who ages slowly, but like she's stuck. Well, no, Mystique grew older, but okay. both times she died prematurely. Okay, let's not bring that up. Let's stop that. Uh, uh, uh. All right, so Mystique officially died in her late 20s, mid 30s at the latest. Take the iPad. It's not an iPad. Take the tablet. I'm bringing that up. We're not done. We're not done. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I have uh, issues with, with my favorite characters. Dying early, or well, think about it. I refuse to say it. Logan is three hundred years old ish. Yeah. Xavier's in his nineties. He's about to hit a hundred. Yeah. So I mean, and um, Caliban was in his eighties, I think. Seventies, eighties, about this time frame. Well, in Apocalypse, he's about maybe in his late 20s, maybe early 30s. So early 80s. So that would put him at roughly about the 60s being born. Yeah, so that would put him about in his, well, in the 50s. You said in the 50s he was born? Okay, no, so 60s. 60s he was 60s, born. 60s, so in his 50s, because my, my mom was born in 64. Yeah, so he so would be close to, if in, not in his 50s. Early 50s, yeah. So he lived a long life. Yeah. Xavier yeah. definitely lived a long life. And L Logan blew him out of the water. Lived generations. And then Because outside of Apocalypse himself, Logan is the oldest mutant in this universe right now. In the cinematic universe, yes. Well, yeah, because there are timelines of course that there were mutants that were older than even apocalypse and raven and mystique would be part of that if she was still alive certain things didn't happen i refuse to but say again it. logan oh can't well if we're counting that Sabretooth as well then Sabretooth died too but he's the same aging process as Logan. Logan, yes. But again, Sabretooth died, what, two, three decades before this timeline? No, he was still alive. He died in the 90s. Did in the die? cinematic universe, both times he died in roughly the 90s, 80s and 90s, he died in both, both versions. 
Dude, my head hurts. <laughs> my brain, not my head. My brain hurts. Let's, yeah, let's, let's, let's. yeah, because he he's dead. He died in the eighties in one one timeline, and then in the nineties in the other timeline. He did. He didn't even make it to the two thousands. Hmm. So right now, it, before Logan died, he was the oldest mutant on the planet. Hmm. Yeah. Because prior to that, because one, they said all mutants have died. Except for him, Caliban, and Xavier. They were the surviving three outside of the children that were uh, lab-grown mutants. Which is, I so want to know what happened to the other ones. Like, because some of them powers, man, you just... Well, it's like, what happened to Gene? Are they still playing? Is this timeline playing off of the original timeline where she died in the 90s by Logan's hand? I mean... Maybe that's the nightmares he's having still? Maybe. I mean, it's possible because, like, Gene... Because uh, he's not a part of the new... Who else? The new group. He's not a I part mean, of the new cast. you can add Deadpool to it. Deadpool's not that old. No, but he can't die either, technically. True, because Deadpool outside outside of Punisher is the only person to ever kill all the mutants. Right. So, like, so technically, unless you like went underground. And just no one knew about him, which is a possibility. Yeah, because no one really knows what Deadpool looks like. I mean, you can't really hide his face, but still, at the same time, it's like, you know, you can't really... Because he can survive without eating, without doing any of this, because his body's going to regenerate anyway. Right, so... So he may have, in the sense of this particular type of timeline, he may have just went underground at that point. Mm-hmm. Because all, they know, all they've said is... No mutant has been born in 25 years. Not that there hasn't been any mutants in 25 years. What was it? In the wiki, they were talking about over 600 people to include other mutants, which were probably the last of the X-Men. Right. So, yeah. I mean, there's a lot to think about because there's some powers that just don't quit. And some that just don't show themselves unless you do something. Yeah. So... That that gives you a lot to be like a lot of what ifs, and I like it. Yeah, I like it a lot. Uh, let's see. Ooh, the Red Band trailer was actually an unofficial release trailer, uh, with the added bonus of a grainy clip of Wolverine stabbing a man in the head. The grainy clip was <laughs> a small clip that was still being rendered with no polish and fully rendered CGI. And yet everybody and their brother loved it, probably. Oh, yeah. Ooh, here we go. All right. Um, this is talking about uh, Daphne, or Daphne uh, Keene, the actress that played Laura. Mm-hmm. Uh, through Laura, or though Laura maintains a stern demeanor throughout the movie, actress Daphne, Daphne Keene had to shoot her fight scenes across several takes because she was having a bit too much fun. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> I can see that. I, I can see this kid like just like going ham. Fucking 11 years old and beating the shit out of grown-ass adults? Why wouldn't you have fun doing that? Right. Yeah, okay, I can see that. All right, all right. Okay. All right. Logan is the first Wolverine movie where Patrick Stewart plays a major credited part. His appearances in the previous Wolverine movies were brief and uncredited cameos. Talking about that end scene where they used his voice. Yeah. Which yeah, I, I still don't understand how that's an uncredited scene when everybody can clearly tell Sir Patrick Stewart's voice. Like even Ian McKellen. McCle- McKellen. Yes. Got a credit on that. The one end scene in Wolverine. I don't know. It just, it is what it is. 
Probably didn't want to pay him. Yeah. Because. He'd probably be expensive. Oh, absolutely. So, that's probably why. But hey, that closes us up for this episode of the X-Men Cinematic Universe. Woohoo! Go check us out on um, YouTube. Uh, we just got up our fifth subscriber on the YouTube channels. Nice. Um, also, we are currently sitting at 47 followers on Twitch. Woohoo! So guys, gals, thems, theys, go share us out. Let people know we're here because we're trying to get that affiliate. Once we reach 50 followers, we'll start streaming to this a little more often so we can get our days up. Um, and we can get affiliate. Y'all can help support us here. But primarily, uh, I set up the exclusive reoccurring payments or support, kind of like subscriptions, on Red Circle. They are priced slightly higher than they would here. So like the monthly is roughly about $6, I believe, if I remember correctly, um, just to help cover some different costs. Mm -hmm. If you subscribe to us on Red Circle and let us know that you are a viewer on Twitch, you will get a gifted sub as long as you keep up your reoccurring uh, donation on Red Circle. So that's one benefit. Benefit two at any tier level on Red Circle that you support us in, you will get your name in the show notes as a supporter every week. So that is another thing. Uh, I think it's uh, roughly $1 a week, which equals out to $4 a month. Mm -hmm. You've got $6 a month reoccurring, which gives you a free uh, tier one sub on Twitch. Mm-hmm. And then there's the annual payment. The annual payment's actually cheaper than what it would be for a dollar a week. Hmm. I think it's roughly 50 bucks a, a year. And with that, mm -hmm. once we get everything set up as far as the affiliate program here on Twitch, you will get a free merch item every year upon renewal of your Red Circle subscription. Ooh. Talk to them. Tell them where you're at. I already told them where I'm at. Oh, uh, you can find me on Twitch uh, um, at line sound, uh, line underscore sound. And also on Twitter, which is mostly just a bunch of retweets on lines sound 12. That is currently all I'm at right now. Um, and there's an underscore to separate the two words. Only on Twitch. Yes. Um, on Twitch, there is an underscore between blind and talent. On Twitter, it is all one word and number 12.